tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoriamus. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoriamus to help us continue to make high-quality and tourytainment for you. Hey, everybody. The European 2023 tour is just around the corner, and we want to talk about it. Tori's added some exciting new cities to the mix, and just for fun, she's gone and shuffled the order of the old cities. So now, we gotta rethink, regroup, and yes, re-record. Welcome back to the 2023 season of Tour All Night. From ocean to ocean, to ocean to ocean too, we're your guide for everything tour. Sorry, I'm being an absolute. You know what? It's, it's, no, no, no. I do this every time, and it's 100% my fault, and I'll... <laughs> oh, no, it's not. It's literally it's just me being an absolute technophobe. We continue our travels through England. We've now arrived in Liverpool, where we've bumped into our friend Reggie Doherty, or as I call him, my favorite Doherty girl. Hi, Reggie. <laughs> Hi, Heath. You okay? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Good, yeah. Excited. Reggie is an excellent artist who, as you listen to this interview, you must follow him on Instagram at rdrty because he's the one who does all the fashion sketches of Tori that I have on my wall here. Plus, he has a whole <laughs> other collection, which I'm yearning for. Thank you for being on the show. You're from Liverpool. Tell us your history in the city that we're talking about, and then we'll get into your Tory story. Okay, so I'm not technically from Liverpool itself as a city, but I live in a place called Newton the Willows, which is a town about... 15, 20 minutes train ride, which is in Merseyside, which is the greater area of Liverpool. And I grew up in a place called Wigan, which is about a similar distance from Liverpool, maybe a bit further, but it's directly in between Liverpool and Manchester. So these two cities are where I've been going all my life for sort of shopping, fun, theatre, gigs. Which would you say is better? Because I've always heard so much about the Manchester music scene, but also like it's clear that the Liverpool music scene is important. So which do you think is better? I think I suppose it would depend on what you were going for. I think Liverpool outedges Manchester in some... I think Manchester is more likely to get people to go who are maybe more interested in seeing, but in terms of... That's just through booking and things like that. It's nothing to do with the city itself. Like Tory, for example, has always usually played Manchester as opposed to Liverpool. But I think Liverpool has a lot of great venues for live music, which I'm sure will go on to later. Like, it's a really exciting city and it's really got a lot of stuff going on. That's, I feel like it's much more explorable than Manchester Ooh. is for me personally. Yeah. I think Manchester sprawls. Yeah. Yeah. The last venue, it was like a 20-minute walk to get there. <laughs> I know. The, the Apollo is in such a random location. I know. There's nothing else nearby. <laughs> and I think people underestimate the need to congregate. Like, a huge part of a Tory show is congregating. Like, standing yeah. around, seeing each other, hugging. And there's nowhere to do that in Manchester at the Apollo. No, yeah. I think when, and even when she did the Palace Theatre and the Native Invader tour, I think... It was like a whole block of people were just waiting. And it's just like a very busy side street in on Oxford Road. So, uh. I mean, Liverpool Philharmonic is in a sort of similar way than maybe like, I guess if you just compare it in a sort of similar situation to where the Palace Theatre was. But it's a lot more easy to get to everything that's worth going seeing okay, as a great. venue. I can't wait. Now, tell us your Tory story. How did you discover Tory? Tell us who you are. Tell us everything. Yes. Uh, I, when it was about... I always think I was younger than I was, but I must have been logically about 11 years old. And back in the day of AOL Messenger, someone sent me an MP3 file of a song called Winter, 
you may have heard of it. I've heard know. of it. I've heard tell of this song. Yes. And, uh, and I was just like, wow, that is like nothing I've ever heard before. I thought it was perfect. And I knew that it was by Tori Amos, but for some reason never really after that didn't really explore any of her music. Just sort of had that one song and thought, oh, I've only been sent that one song. That's sort of all there is to it. And then um, jump forward to being 14. I looked up the dates for to work out how old it was. And um, I, I'm going to get this a bit wrong in my head. But what I think happened timeline wise is I'd been to an under 18s night in where I live. And I'd kissed my first boy. No. Yeah. On like a Thursday night. And then the next day we were going on holiday with some family friends and me and my mum were driving up together and we went to Tesco and she said, oh, it's three CDs for £10. Go and buy three CDs. And there was an emo at the time. So it was Panic at the Disco. <laughs> what was it? Fall Out Boy. And then there was like, I needed the third CD. And I looked it up and I think American Doll Posse must have just come out because it was Maybank holiday weekend. And um, there was this woman holding a cock. <laughs> And on the back, there's a woman drinking a martini. And I'm like, I like this. What's this? And I saw that it was Tori Emerson. was like, oh, it's that song that I remember from years Winter. ago. Winter on American Doll Posse, yes. <laughs> so um, I bought the CD, listened to it start to finish, and was just like, I need more of this, please. Um, listened to it again and again and again. Probably drove everyone on that holiday mad, like copying all the different inflections of how she sounds <laughs> with those words. It's a crucial part of any young man's upbringing. And I was just like, this is an amazing CD and record. And like, that was the first one. And then um, I was like, I need more. I need to know more. I'm ready to dive in. So the record shopping Wigan only had Little Earthquakes and Tales of a Librarian. So that was all I thought there was. So then basically jump forward again a couple of years. I'm at my dad's house and he said, oh, I've just taken your brother to a football match last weekend. So I thought maybe me and you could start maybe like going to gigs together if you wanted. Have a look at who's on. And again, she comes into my life at the right moment. I Google gigs in Manchester and it's like Tori Amos tonight, Manchester Apollo. Shut up. What year is this? 2009. Oh my God. So I said, oh, she's on tonight. Can we go? And my dad was like, absolutely. Let's go. So we got in a car, drive to Manchester, buy some tickets outside the venue. And I'm sat right in front of the mixing board in the centre. So dead centre of the theatre. Sort of. So when she's looking at Mark, I felt like she was looking at me all night. And it was just the most amazing concert that I'd ever been to. And um, blew me away. And then I was like, and I think I even have an album on my Facebook that's called like the best night of my life so far, which like I uploaded photographs of it. Like, ah. It had that much of an effect on me. I, like I was really thinking that's amazing. So then I ordered everything all at once, including a piano and all the CDs. So then when people are like, oh, when did you do first hear this song? I'm like, I don't know. Because I had her entire discography just on shuffle, listening to it all and consuming it all in like two weeks. And was like, I'm in, I'm in it. <laughs> this is amazing i love this journey that you kissed a boy and immediately yeah. tori found you you're gonna need me yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you're gonna need me okay, I just, and it's always felt like it's been so serendipity like with the thing and it's just been amazing to like so every year since then i've gone to one of the shows on every tour at least and my dad has come with me to quite a lot of them as well which has always been really nice. That's really cool of your dad. Like that night to just be like, I'm committed to this project of, of taking my son to gigs. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. It was literally just like that. Like, grab your coat. Off we go. Is he going to be at the next show? No. Because when we tickets came out, he was in South Korea at the time for three weeks. And I was a bit like, oh, I don't really want to 
message him and be like, hey, so do you want to <laughs> buy some gigs? So, um, but also, I'm bringing my partner to the Liverpool show who's never been to a Tory gig before. So I'm really excited. Are you nervous? <laughs> no, because no? I think... Uh, I play her enough around the flat that he knows what he's getting into. And he's like, oh, what's this? I'm like, it's Hard Rock Cafe Live, 1999. Get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a good show. Okay, so Tori returns to Liverpool for only the fourth time that I could track down in her career. She was there once in 92, once in 96, and once in 98. So this is a big deal. And I love that she's hitting the smaller markets that she hasn't been to in years and years and years, like Edinburgh, Belfast, yeah. now Liverpool, Cambridge also. What do you think about that? I think it was a nice sort of surprise that it seems like, oh, we'll do some different places compared to where she went on the previous leg of the tour. Like, um, And it was really, really nice to see Liverpool show up because I love Liverpool as a city. And the Philharmonic where she's playing, I've seen um, a couple of gigs there before in the past. And I just think it's such a lovely venue. It's like this art deco 1930s sort of hall, but usually hosts things like classical music. Um, and I think... And it's like um, the stage feels lower down and closer to the audience than some venues. Oh, great. So I think that sort of intimateness might feel a bit more present. I think it's going to be really good. So this is the Liverpool Philharmonic Hall on March 31st, 2023, which is a Friday. Is How is Liverpool on a Friday? First of all, what are the general vibes of the city in general? What do we love about Liverpool? What are things to love? And some history. Give us some history. Okay, so Liverpool is a port town in the northwest of England. So industrial era, sort of, I would say, is probably when it took off. So there was the Leeds-Liverpool Canal, which connected Liverpool to Leeds, sort of right across the northwest, burying coal, blah, 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 because it was a port town. So a lot of imports were coming from all around the British Empire. So obviously it gained its wealth through not necessarily nice history which it doesn't shy away from like there is like the international slavery museum in liverpool and they do have conversations all the time about addressing it as a colonial city which is quite interesting and quite good that these conversations are being had by people like you know how do you live with a legacy that's not necessarily the nicest of stories like it's you know not don't shy away from it but it's a feel of a city it's really joyous i think the people there are really friendly so the scousers Every bar I've ever been to, every restaurant I've ever been to, like just shopping, I've always got a really nice, happy vibe from people. And there's always just so much to do. And it's just like a big mix of history and the modernity. Like it's very multicultural as a city as well. Like um, my friend Emma said that it's like a haven for refugees, apparently. I don't really know much about that, so I don't know what you should quote me on it. But like I thought that was something that was quite interesting that she said because she does a lot of work with refugees. And it was the European... Uh, capital of culture a few years ago which sort of means it's been rejuvenated quite a lot it just every time i go back there's something new and something better i love that and the beatles are from there <laughs> yeah this little, don't yeah. forget that didn't even <laughs> didn't even yeah of course the beatles. do you think she's gonna do imagine she's gonna do something isn't she? she if she doesn't do a beatles cover i would be highly surprised yeah i'd be shocked yeah okay so i'm loving this idea that it's pretty multicultural and yeah. we'll be there on a friday so then i'm assuming there's going to be a lot of life there there's going to be a lot of things to do yeah i hope you like dancing <laughs> i do talk to us about that and drinking i'm trying to lay off the sauce reggie <laughs> so am i <laughs> i think um great thing about liverpool is you're never more than a second's walk from a bar or a restaurant or a club or a cafe or a museum so whatever you're into you'll be catered for like i mean this on the, and what i've noticed as well is it just seems to be to me live music 
everywhere. I've noticed quite a lot that I've been walking past a pub and there's just someone playing an acoustic guitar or there's a band on or there's a singer. And like a lot of the nightclubs, if you look when you're sort of Googling, it'll say like, oh, we're also a live performance venue. I think that's quite at the heart of quite a lot of the venues, which is really nice. And like, it's not always like you have to buy a gig ticket to get it. It's just something that they have on oh, while you're in the bar. It sounds great. Is it walkable? Is there like a nice city center? Where will we be like in relation? Where's the Philharmonic in relation to everything? So where we are, it'll be a short walk into the city. Um and it's all very walkable. It's a place that like you could walk down to the Albert Docks, which is sort of the seafront, which is where a lot of the museums are. And then walking back, you'll go past pretty much everything that you're going to want to see and explore. And it's all very easily navigable. You could get taxis around, but it's so pedestrianised that it's unnecessary. And it doesn't take that long to get from there. Obviously, if you're staying a bit further out, you might want to look at transport a bit better. But city centre-wise, it's very travelable by foot. I'm looking at pictures of the Albert Dock and there's a mixture of modern buildings in the front, like right around the dock. And then beyond that, like really great architecture from like, obviously very historical. <laughs> so there's the um, a famous like historical building. It's called the Liver Building, which has the Liver Birds on top of it. Um, I'm not sure what it was built for, but it's this like Edwardian massive building. You'll see it as soon as you get on the docks. And the Museum of Liverpool is this modern building that's also on the waterfront and the architecture of it just sort of slices this sort of building in half at a certain angle and like the way that the buildings have been built has all been really thought about really well they give it a really interesting skyline and there's always something that you know, noticing things that's really cool is this the uh black building that's got like it's very angular that i'm looking at that's the yeah it sort of looks like a wedge yeah almost yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. awesome so that's the museum of liverpool so that's one of the many many museums what's this statue there's a statue of elvis is this elvis is it elvis <laughs> yeah <laughs> looks like elvis i know which statue you mean but i can't think who it's of they need to put a statue of kim Catrala because you know she's also from yes. liverpool she's from liverpool yeah she is which is funny because it sort of don't really ever associate her like persona on television with liverpool at all but like she is very much from liverpool <laughs> you really don't yes i wonder if, if tori will play some beatles and be inspired by the fashion of kim Catrall. <laughs> yeah like she comes out into like her best man for, like, i know <laughs> <laughs> what's the weather gonna be like cold great windy it's by the sea so it's gonna be a bit colder than like somewhere like manchester would be at that time of year because it is on a seafront so it will be windy it's sort of heading into april so it might be a bit brighter but i'd have an umbrella in your bag just in case i'm looking at the weather predictions for march 2023 in liverpool on march 31st it says it's going to be yes partially cloudy chances of rain 52 degrees fahrenheit high 43 low bring an umbrella you say yeah what's that in english temperature <laughs> um let me see just off the top of my head without using a converter online at all that's 11 degrees oh, okay oh that was very impressive i could not work that <laughs> <laughs> i didn't use google whatsoever but that sounds that sounds about right yeah i would say that that, uh, that prediction is probably accurate i'm sure i'll be traveling with an umbrella <laughs> <laughs> yeah where can we duck in to do something that'll keep us warm so, like I said earlier, like there's loads of shops. So nearby the um, venue, there's a place called Bold Street, which is a place that I really like. That's got quite a lot of. Um, so there's some charity shops and they're like secondhand, vintage, quirky things, and also some independent sellers as well that sell sort of like offbeat clothing and things like that. But there's there's quite a few restaurants on there and cafes. So those are really good places to go. But if you want something free, then there's the museums. There's two cathedrals right by the venue as well. There's the Anglican Cathedral and the Catholic Cathedral. So we can. Ask 
ask for forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness, you know, wash away. The, yeah. You know, you can, if you want to go and have like, um But yeah, those should be free to go into usually unless there's something special going on. You'll always be able to go and find a way inside somewhere. But the closest place that I would probably recommend is the opposite the Philharmonic, is the Philharmonic pub. And when I found out she was playing in Liverpool, I've spoken to a few Tory fans already, and I think they must think I'm the biggest pervert in the world because I'm like, go to the Philharmonic pub and go and stand in the men's toilets. (laughs) Why? Because they are historically protected by the government. Really? And it's like a thing. Like, in, So my friend says that one of the things she likes to do is go to the Philharmonic pub and see coaches full of tourists get off the coach and they're brought into the pub to come and have a look at the toilets. They're like famous. They're Edwardian Italian marble and the whole building is like an Edwardian, like it's re- like historic building and it's kept its originality. Oh, these are the marble urinals that I've heard so much about. Yeah. <laughs> What's getting around that? Like I heard there's something going on in the men's toilets at the Philomite. Oh, I plan to get my photo made with the marble But <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of like 30 Tory. <laughs> Come take our picture. Yeah, like maybe that's what she should do, the meet and greet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll be there, yes. <laughs> why Why are they protected? Uh, just because they're so beautiful. Oh, cause they're, cause, just because it's gorgeous marble. They're really nice toilets. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm looking at a picture, and they are pretty nice. They're nicer yeah. than my, my toilet at home, that's for sure. <laughs> a pub in Liverpool with spectacular gentlemen's toilets has joined Buckingham Palace, Chatsworth House, and the Palace of Westminster in gaining England's top heritage status. This is silly. I love it. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's just like sort of Britishness to me. It's like, what do we need to protect the toilets? Like in this pub, it's just so funny. Um, okay, so after we've ducked into the toilets, had our photo made with the urinal, um, where can we eat? Oh, so um, there's loads of different places. So around Hope Street, which is where the Philharmonic is, there's quite a few places. One of the ones that... I said, when I was told people I was coming on the show, I said, where are your favourite places to eat in Liverpool? Because obviously I've got mine, but it'd be nice to know people who live and work in Liverpool as a city where it's good to maybe grab lunch that I might not know about. And loads of people have said this place called The Buyers Club. Apparently it's got really gorgeous food. It's a really reasonable cost as well. And the food is really fresh and it's got great wine. And from the amount of people that have recommended to me, I will definitely be going. So that's the Buyers Club on Hope Street by the Philharmonic. There's also 1931 and Free State Kitchen there, which are really good too. If you want to spend a maybe a bit more money, there's a place called Wreckfish, which again is really good food and really good wine. And there's a bar next to the Philharmonic, which will serve food that's called Papillon, which I haven't been to, but I've heard really good things. So that's literally just near the venue. There's all those places. And then there's even more the more you travel out. So say if you wanted to go down to the docks, I wanted to go to the Beatles Museum or do a Beatles tour, wherever you end up, there will be really good food nearby. So um, I mentioned Bold Street earlier that's got quite a lot of restaurants on it. So there's one that I really like called, it's either called AKA Sushi or Aka Sushi. I've only ever seen it written down, but it's like AKA Sushi, which is a sushi restaurant. Tends to be a lot of like sashimi dishes and sushi. There's things like ramen on there as well, but it tends to be more fish scented and you can get like a platter, like a really reasonable cost. So sharing that with like a group of you was really nice. And also on the, because I'm from Wigan, so I have to recommend this place because it's like a thing that people from Wigan like pies and it's called Pie Minister and they sell pies. (laughs) 
I love a pie. It's more like a savory pie than like an American sweet pie. Yeah. So I yeah. love a, I love a sausage pie. <laughs> yes, I love a pie. <laughs> so I definitely recommend the checking out the like that's like some really quick, good, hearty grub that you could get. And if you could go into the docks, there's places like on the waterfront where you can sit and have a glass of wine and feel a bit like fancy and stuff. And um, then there's like the Liverpool One shopping area, which has more like chain restaurants and things that you would find in most other British cities, I would I would think. I want to definitely do no chains. Yeah, and I was thinking when I wanted to recommend places, I really wanted to recommend like small independent local businesses, which you are not short of in Liverpool. Yes, great. So if I you can that. get away with like not going to something you could get anywhere, then don't. And there's a place called um, Duke Street Market, which is like an indoor place that has lots of different kitchens and an independent restaurant as well. And that's covered and that has really big tables. So if there's like a group of a huge group of you, you can all, I'm going to go get pizza, I'm going to go get tacos, I'm going to get pasta. And then I'll come together from all these different restaurants and sit down and have a drink together and stuff. So that's a really cool place as well. Excellent. So when we're stuffed full, but we want a nice little coffee afterwards, is there any place that you would recommend? One cafe that I really like is called Egg Cafe, which is a vegan and vegetarian cafe. So the menu is entirely vegan, vegetarian. So if you wanted some food though, you could get that as well. But that's a really nice chilled out place that I've always really enjoyed going. One of the places I like to go for coffee is the cafes and museums and like in galleries because I think there's just something really nice about gallery spaces and cafes attached to them. But I like that in any city. So say if you wanted like a cocktail, in Liverpool there's this thing called the Bombed Out Church, which is a church that got bombed and they didn't rebuild the rest of it. And inside it they do like furs, crafts, events and things like that. But there's a cocktail bar next to it called Metricola. And if you sit upstairs, you get a really good view of the church. And that's a really nice place to sort of sit and have a drink. Oh, yeah, this looks gorgeous. And there's um, quirky bars in a place called the Fabric District, which is where it used to be the Fabric District. And there's one called Melodic Distraction. And that's really gorgeous. And they back and has things like jazz nights on. And next to that, there's a whiskey cellar. So if that's more your thing, craft beers by the bottle and whiskey. And I think they do cheese boards as well. So that's like a really good place to go in. The night before is a day off. So you can ostensibly travel in the day before and really do something like an, on a Thursday evening. What's the theatre scene like? Oh, amazing. Like, I think people tend to think of Liverpool as a city of music, which it most definitely is, of course it is. But I think it's also a city of theatre. Like, outside of London, I think it's one of the most exciting theatre places to be because there's so many theatres. You've got your big theatre, which would be the Empire, which is where the bigger productions from the West End would sort of tour. So I saw Wicked there. I've seen a few other things like that. That's the sort of thing that would be on. And when Tories there, the show that's running then is The Bodyguard, the musical. Shush. Yes. And then um, there's the Everyman Theatre, which tends to do more in-house stuff. So that's where there's a playwright from Liverpool who's really famous called Willie Russell, who wrote Educating Rita and Shirley Valentine. But I don't think they've said what's going to be on there, but that's a really exciting venue. That's the Everyman Theatre? That's the Everyman. And then there's the Liverpool Playhouse, which has smaller touring productions. So Six the Musical is going to be on there soon. I don't think it's going to be there in April, though. And then so they, and the Death Drop as well. You know, I think it's at Willem Belli from Drag Race. Yeah, Willem. Yes, I think that's all a smaller scale show tends to be touring there. I was talking to our friend Barry in Edinburgh for the Edinburgh episode about the Edinburgh Fringe Festival that I've been to a couple of years. And I didn't realize there's a Liverpool Fringe Festival, which is in October of 2023. What do you know about that? Tell me everything. This suddenly became a business call. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know anything. You don't know anything about the Liverpool Fringe Festival? It's no. October 5th through the 14th, 2023. Get into it. I'll be there. I'll be, I'll be there too. Yeah. Okay, great. I mean, that's like three theatres and there's like the Royal Court as well, which is more like comedy stuff. And then there's the Unity Theatre, which is like experimental and dance. So theatre-wise, you're covered. And just check those theatres listings for what will be on because it's not all been announced quite yet. But Well, registration is now open if anybody wants Ooh. to submit their show. <laughs> You know, I'm trying to spend my drinking money. I've saved a, a quantity of drinking money, but I'm, I'm decided to spend it on vinyl. And I want to buy, like, mm. obviously Liverpool has a really great music scene. Y'all Liverpudlians, right? That's what you call yourselves? Yeah, yeah. Oscosis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all have a, you're really great musicians, turns out. I would love to know some of the, like, hidden gems in Liverpool that I need to know that I can buy only there. Like, the not, not necessarily, like, small local, but, like, Something that everyone in Liverpool knows about. So I think for records, there's a place called 81 Renshaw Street, which has a cafe above it, actually. And it's uh, I think it's got a live venue attached to it as well. So there's, there's, there should be stuff going on. But in the basement is where the records is. And that's like a really good place for like a good rummage of like looking for something like that's a really it's a really good record shop actually and not far from there is another one that's also in a basement which is called dig vinyl and again it's like every genre every artist you know i'm sure there'll be some tutorials in there somewhere you probably already got it all so those are the two that i'd definitely recommend like hitting up yeah, Good. And then are there any musicians that we need to know about? Like up and coming ones? Or yeah, just in yeah, general? yeah. Like, like from your neck of the woods. Oh, gosh. The only person I can think of on the spot is Stella Black and she's dead. Oh, <laughs> great. And she was, like, she was like a TV show host like when I was growing up in the 90s. But I think she had like a singing career in the 60s in Liverpool as well. But like Liverpool has got such a musical history that I'm definitely failing it by just saying, oh, it's the Beatles. <laughs> Well, thank you. There's probably people screaming into their headphones now, like, oh. Okay, Reggie, now you're a costume designer, yes? Mm-hmm, yep. Have you shown Tori these incredible sketches? Because I look at them every day. I'm looking at my wall. No. Have you shown them to her? Um, so I gave her a copy of what you received in London, which was the illustrations from Instagram. But by the time of the Palladium 2 show, I'd only got up to the Victor and Ralph show in 2005. So I was chronologically doing every year from since Little Earthquakes released illustrating a different garment and I gave her a book and then um, apparently someone bumped into Tash in the lobby and they said oh did you see those cool illustrations someone did and then she was like yeah I mean I'm all, like flicking through them we thought they were really cool really amazing so it's like even though I've not spoke to her about them oh. it's amazing to know that she's definitely looked at them and seen them and stuff oh, that's great. she'll be getting the rest of them probably in Edinburgh you, have you ever spoken to Tori? yes uh, well spoke very <laughs> cried at cried at probably, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean honestly that's the subtext yeah so um 2009 when i saw it with my dad that first time i think the next one was london and so in the meantime i've seen that show and london on that small summer tour she did i'd just become fully obsessed joined groups on facebook and things like that and found out about the meet and greets and i went down waited in london in the sun all day and i was like i'm gonna talk to you about this and this and this and then as soon as i got there i was just shaking and crying and just but she calmed me down held my hand and gave me a hug and asked me where i'd come from and thank you for coming and then she was like do you have any requests and i said i'd really love it if you played flying dutchman and she went no <laughs> i'm gonna do it in amsterdam and i was like but i'm not going <laughs> I'm only 16. <laughs> <laughs> Did she spit on you too? No, no. I think she just sort of like moved on and stuff. And then the next time was Native Invader. And I was like, right, okay. 
because every time I've been to a meet and greet, it had been cancelled or I missed it because the cutoff had happened. And you know, she was getting off the tour bus in Nottingham and then she just literally walked in and signed stuff. So I never actually got to speak to her. So when it came to Native Invader, I was like, right, I'm going to meet her. I'm going to meet her properly. I'm going to be a normal human being. This was in Manchester? Yeah, psyched myself up. And she's like, hi. And I went, my dad's coming to the concert later. <laughs> and she was like, oh, Papa's coming. Nice. And then we had a picture and that was it. And I was like, oh. How did I? What? 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 <laughs> I've been waiting for like years to reclaim, like being like, no, this is the time I. So I think go with a prop next time. Yeah, so yeah. To to... <laughs> that's really yeah. That's how you ground yourself as an actor. Like you just have to center yourself around a psychological prop. Yeah. <laughs> Hand her the book. Good. Let's talk about this. Let's yeah. About this. Um, <laughs> what's been your favorite Tory moment from the stage? I don't know. This is necessarily my favorite moment from the stage, but one of the best things that. What the, the thing that confirmed that I knew I loved this few that happened in 2009, but the one that really sticks out and remembers is she did Tear in Your Hand as the last song, which I absolutely loved. And she was getting up to the bit that I really like. And she was like playing on. She's like, oh, fuck, I forgot my words. <laughs> I do not like, I just completely messed up. And it was brilliant. And I was just like, the way that she recovered it. And I was just like, it was such a good note to end the show. And I thought it was. I was like, who is this? I need more. Give me more. <laughs> who is this lady? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like if had I had the work with all, I probably would have started following her around on tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there and then, yeah. So, so I'm making up for it now. This is great. Reggie, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your insight about Liverpool. Now, you, how, how far away are you? Like 20 minutes, you said? 20 minutes on a train. Okay, yeah. great. So, so I'll be traveling in. Are you only doing this one show? No, I'm really excited. <laughs> so for the first leg of the tour was the first time I saw more than one show on a tour. And I definitely have got the book. So I'll be doing Edinburgh, Liverpool, Cambridge and London. So I'm not going wow. over water yet. Okay, great. Edinburgh, Liverpool, Cambridge and London. Yeah. Good on you. And I remember hanging out in London. Like that was a lot of fun. What was the name of that pub that we went to? Oh, gosh. Uh, I, I, I could... I could direct you to it, but I couldn't yeah, tell you what it was. Me too. It was the one close to the venue. It was the closest part of the venue, it was called. On Carnaby Street, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, good. Tell people where they can find you online again so that they can definitely check out your sketches. So the best place for me is on Instagram, which is R D R T Y, and that's just the letters. I thought it was a clever name when I made it up, but it turns out it's not because it's really difficult to forget. Uh, but yeah, that's, and um, hopefully, watch this space, I'll eventually get around to getting a printer and being able to give prints out. Well, not give prints out, but like sell prints. Sell them, yeah, on Etsy. I, yeah. I've, I've been a proponent of that, and the moment you have your own Etsy store, you let me know and I will promote it. Cheers, thank you. My only problem with your Instagram handle is that it is all the consonants, but it's missing the H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, I didn't like how it looked, so it went. <laughs> Fair enough. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, follow Reggie on Instagram. Thank you so much. And here is Tear in Your Hand from September 6, 2009, the Manchester Apollo, with a cute little fuck-up at the end. Thanks, Reggie. No problem. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
Tour All Night is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information or links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoryamus.com.